Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host. Pat Miller, the idea coach. Welcome into the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation. And entrepreneurs, we are back once again to work on our business, not in it. We're going to go all over the place today. We're going to start with money. I'm going to start about how you think about making money. But before we go there, here's what's on today's show. There is a new way to do your online checkout experience if you're selling things on the web. Mary Nunley has gamified it, is seeing incredible results. We'll talk about that with what's working right now so you can daydream about that. We'll also check in with our good friend AFW, Andy Wines and the F isn't for Francis. We'll check in with him to talk about those things in your business that you're avoiding. You know those things, right? They're on your to-do list. They just conveniently stay on your to-do list. It's, oh yeah, I'll get to that one. Oh, yeah, I'll do that one tomorrow. The things that you just conveniently don't get done. He's going to help us overcome those things on our to-do list so we can stop avoiding the work that must be done. And then a giant-sized XL small business celebration that will motivate you to keep moving forward. Megan Schwann from Sidekick Accounting is going to come on the air. We're going to celebrate nine years in business. Nine years in business, starting with just her and her QuickBooks to now eight employees, clients all across the country. It can be done. And we will celebrate with Megan later on in the show. But I mentioned money. Should we talk about money? Let's have a for real talk about money. And you know what? Let's talk about money in maybe a less than politically correct way. Can we do that? Because in the small business space, money is sometimes not really talked about honestly. Because there are times when you can feel a little guilty for making money, or if your company's doing really well, you can kind of feel like you're not doing the same thing that other entrepreneurs are doing. Because at the end of the day, how much money we make really is the scoreboard for what we do. It's the reason why we have a small business. We are in business to make money. So how do you define success? That's what I want to talk about. How do you define success? Because there's been a movement for the last, I don't know, what, 10, 15 years that the way that we're supposed to define success is our why? What is your why? Oh, I'm building my dry cleaning business so I can save the whales in Alaska. 
right? That's supposed to be the reason why we get out of bed in the morning and do people's dry cleaning is because we're saving the whales in Alaska. That's what we've been told, that this why, this motivation, this higher purpose is supposed to be the thing that we're all doing. But you know what? Yeah, that's great. Let's leave an impact. Let's leave a legacy. Super important. But you know what? Let's make some freaking money. How about that? How about my why and my definition of success is let's put some money on the scoreboard. That's okay. And right here, right now, I want to have a for real talk about that scoreboard. Because, yeah, the whales in Alaska should be saved. And I definitely want to leave an impact and inspire future generations with my dry cleaning business. But I also want to make some money. So what is your short and long-term money goal? Do you know that number? Do you know what would get you excited? What would make you feel like you're winning in the short and long-term with the success of your business. Now, this isn't your why. This is for real. This is you and me sitting down at your kitchen table over a cup of coffee talking about what do we got to get done here? How do we define that? And where small business is as a whole, I almost feel like we should be having this conversation not on the radio because I feel like the why police are going to come get me because we're having a conversation about money. But what is that short-term goal for you? that you would consider success. I'll give you an example and I'll share mine because you should be able to know this right away. What is your short-term money goal? Mine is very simple. I want to have a steady paycheck. I want to know every two weeks, I'm going to take this much money out of the business and pay for my health insurance, pay the mortgage, feed the family, all the stuff that needs to happen. And I mean steady, like clockwork, Every two weeks, the money's going to be there because, raise your hand if you're like me, sometimes the money's not there. You've been there, right? You feel me, right? Sometimes it's like, ooh, I can't put that money in the savings account this month because I need that money for the food or the mortgage or the whatever. So my short-term money goal is simply stability, simply getting through the month every month, no questions asked. So what is your short-term money goal? Maybe it's uh, a little bit more than what you're bringing in now. Maybe you're already stable. Awesome. High five. But you got to have that short-term goal. And I'm really curious about that money side of things. But then let's transition into the long-term goal. What is your long-term goal with your money? Your money, specifically. Because your donut shop doesn't have to purify the air. I'm talking about the money that you're gonna make in your family and in your business. Mine, very simple. It's always been pay off the mortgage. My wife and I were Dave Ramsey followers. We think he's awesome. We definitely wanna be debt free. That has always been our goal as well. So if I said to you, hey, what's your short-term and long-term money goal? You should know that because it is motivating. A higher-minded goal is incredible, and it can also be fulfilling when you achieve it. But if you don't worry about the numbers, you're not going to make it. So if you're still not sure on what your short and long-term goals are, let's do a thought exercise. 
Here's how we can get after the short-term money goal. You ready? Let's say I wrote you a check for $25,000 that you had to bring home to the family. What would you use that money for? Like, what's the most immediate problem you would solve with, say, $20,000, $25,000? Well, that might be your short-term money goal. If you instinctively said, pay the credit card off, or pay the car loan, or replace the refrigerator, whatever the thing is, whatever that short-term goal is, if you had a little money blip show up, that very well might be your short-term goal. Then as far as the long-term goal is concerned, we need to imagine our personal needs have been met. So if again, I said, hey, here is $100,000 or $150,000, What would you do with it? That might be your long-term goal, like for me to pay off a mortgage or for you to take a trip you've been dreaming about or to pay off your kid's college loan, whatever it might be. That long-term goal will also keep your eyes on the horizon and it will add that meaning and motivation for the decisions that you're making every day. Whys are important. Whys have a place. Whys are a way that you and your customers are working together to right a wrong. You should definitely have a why. But what I'm talking about today is the money in the bank. And I feel, I feel you need to know what those numbers are. And it's okay to let them motivate you, to help you get up early, to stay up late, to make tough decisions, to be okay accepting profit to be okay with raising your prices, and to be okay with putting your family first. And to have all of this hard work really make an impact for you and your loved ones. It's super important. And as I listen to what's going on in the small business space, not a lot of people talk about that fact. It's okay to take profit and take care of yourself. Money is good. It's the way we keep score. Embrace it. On today's show, we're going all over the place. We're going to talk about gamified shopping, the online experience made better. We're going to help you get past the things on your to-do list that you're avoiding with AFW. And then Megan Schwann's going to come on. We're going to celebrate nine years in business. How incredible is that? We are going to have a great show. We're going to spend this hour working on your business, not in it, so you can make more money. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick. Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414 414- 310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit sidekick-accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted sidekick.
now. America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to America's Small Business Conversation. And thank you for tuning in because we want to help you learn something so you can make more money. And this particular segment will help you if you're selling something online. This segment's called What's Working Right Now. And we talk to someone that's innovated something in their business and they tell us what's working and what we can learn from them. So I'm excited to welcome in Mary Nunley. She's the co-founder of Lavender Dragon Team. Mary, thank you for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Pat, I am doing great. And thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this. It's my pleasure. What's working right now is one of my favorite segments because we all get a little bit smarter. So tell me, Mary, what's working right now? So Pat, what's working right now is we created a gamified shopping experience on our website. We are course creators. And one of the challenges we had is people really didn't know what to budget, how much money it costs to build an online course and what to expect. And so what we did was we took common questions and sticking points, jot form, but you could use any kind of survey form creation software, did a little bit of our course creation magic and built a shopping experience where our customers or potential customers can go down the aisles and go, oh, I'd like to have a video. What does it cost? Oh, I'd like to have voiceover. How much does it cost? Oh, I'd like to have fill in the blank. And then just like in a grocery store, they could comparison shop amongst the alternatives that we offer and go, okay, my budget is $1,000. I guess I only get this. Or, oh, maybe I need to find some more money in my budget because here's what I want. And it's really helped those conversations with clients go more smoothly. And we get a much better idea of what folks are looking for because they go through the shopping cart, they get a printout, a receipt, as do we. What a simple imagery that's been added to the shopping experience. How did that come about? So it came about because my son, who's also my business partner, was working on his gamification certification and he needed a project. And we were talking about what the pain points were in our business and decided that's it. And so that became our project. That became his project. And now it became a successful change to our business. Okay. So someone goes to the site, they're going down the aisle, they're picking out the stuff they want in their cart. What have been the business results from installing this virtual shopping experience? Are you seeing better conversions, higher tickets? Tell me the good stuff. Yes, so we are seeing better conversions. We are also seeing not necessarily higher tickets initially, but what we're seeing is people saying, I wanna do this now. And then once I sell some courses, I wanna come back and add this. So much like going to the grocery store where you might start out with the generic, and then as you you know make more money or bring more money home, you're like, ooh, now I can go for the name brand. So that's what we're seeing. And we're also seeing that it helps our clients better prepare their budget. So now they can go into it with eyes open going, I want an hour long course with this, this and this. It's going to cost X amount of money. I would imagine that also people would feel better about reaching for the top shelf if they were literally reaching for the top shelf. Does that happen? Yes, it's kind of fun. And, and, and there it also opens people's eyes because just like looking at the labels in the grocery store, They now have examples and samples in this shopping experience where they can go, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Yes, I think I do want to go for the top shelf now because I didn't know what I didn't know. Okay, I want to ask you as an expert on checking out and selling things online, a follow-up question in a second. But if someone wants just what you've already done, is that what the Lavender Dragon team does? Is it helps people install something like this? So that is one of the things that we do, yes. 
Um, and, and so we take our experience as instructional designers and gamification uh, experts to build something like this. Okay. So here are the questions about it in general. Why mm -hmm. gamification? Why do people enjoy that as an experience in an online environment? Oh, that's a great question. So most people enjoy playing games of some sort. And if you think of gamification as not just points, badges, and leaderboards, but those elements that make games fun, that's what people enjoy. And so it's not just, oh, who got the most points or what's the leaderboard? It's, oh, there's an element of risk. There's an element of chance. There's an element of the unknown. And that's what makes people keep coming back. And so that's what we really focus on. And those kinds of things are baked into the checkout experience of the website? Some of those are also baked into that checkout experience. And so, <laughs> you know, it's just like as you're going through that experience, it's like, oh, what's down this aisle? Oh, I didn't know about that kind of video. Oh, I didn't know AI voiceover could be used. That's so cool. Okay, that's really cool. You've blown my mind. All right, <laughs> let me ask a different question about selling things online in general. Mm -hmm. When you see most people that have the checkout experience, what are some of the things that on the whole are either tough to do or people get wrong frequently? Sure. So for us, most of our work is still done through a one-to-one -one conversation. So having this checkout experience helps prepare both the client and ourselves for that conversation before they sign on the dotted line. And I say that because our average ticket is around $10,000. And so that's not something where somebody's going to just go, yep, put it in my cart and I'm going to sign off. They put it in the cart and that triggers us to begin having that conversation so they don't have sticker shock or less expensive goods or for smaller purchases. That online gamified shopping experience though makes it more exciting for the client and makes it sometimes easier to upsell. Like I come from a food background. I started my, my first job was McDonald's. So, you know, <laughs> would you like fries with that? So that, that gamified shopping experience is kind of like, oh, well, I see that you put this and this in your cart. Down this aisle, we have just like at the grocery store, you know, the little like grab you with the candy bars at the checkout lane. Hey, there's this little add on here. Would you like to add that to your cart? So People are already doing this with their online shopping experience, but giving this environment that makes it more surreal or game-like helps close the deal, so to speak. Now, think about that. You have an online gamified buying experience, and you're not selling $9 pairs of socks. You're selling $10,000 courses. That's not what I would instinctively think is a gamified audience, but it's working. It is, yes. Because again, it's it's able to like take some risks, make some decisions, and then go, okay, and also look at those samples. And so now they also get to sort of try before they buy instead of, oh, who are these random people saying that they can create courses <laughs> or create videos for us? Now they can go, oh, okay, we've seen examples of their work. Oh, now we know what that AI voice sounds like. Oh, now we know what human voiceover is like. Oh, now I know I don't want to do my own voiceover. Yeah, that's so cool. So who is this right for? Is it right for creative agencies? Is it right for uh, people that are selling with a personal, like a brand that would fit this kind of playful experience? I mean, who would be a perfect customer for this? Yeah, perfect customer, I'd say, would be creative agencies, those that have more of that playful um, or maybe bleeding edge, like I want to try something that nobody else is doing kind of persona, or that have clients or customers that are willing to try something different. Because that's the other part, it's gotta be a good fit for both sides. 
Yeah, this is so interesting. If you want to see it and see the website, we'll put a link inside the show notes. A gamified shopping experience. Mary, that is the coolest thing. Mary Nunley, the co-founder of Lavender Dragon Team. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Pat. It's been fun. Have a fantastic week. Gamified shopping. It's a fresh idea to move your business forward. And speaking of fresh ideas, if you ever get stuck and you stay stuck, that's a choice. That's a choice because you don't have to stay stuck when the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator is standing right next to you. You just need to log in and join us. We do online Idea Slam brainstorming meetings three times a week to give you the answers to the test. It's filled with small business owners ready to support and walk with you. Learn more at patmillershow.com. Our friend AFW is going to help us get our stuff done, especially the things we're avoiding next. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders and strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. Act now. Krista at ChoicesCoachingConsulting.com. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. As you run your small business, there's always things that have to get done. And some things you're really good at. You do no problem. And then there are some things that you just don't seem to get done. You avoid getting that piece of your business done. And why does that happen? And how can you fix it? Here on the Pat Miller Show, I'm putting together a cast of characters and people that'll come on consistently. And when I have questions about operations and systems and really cutting through the BS, this is the guy I call. Andy Wines, he's a speaker, he's an author, he's a veteran, he's my pal, and he joins us on the Pat Miller Show. Andy, great to see you, bud. How are you? Hey, thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me on. So we're talking about pieces of the business 
that we are avoiding. We can get everything else done, but there are a few things that we avoid. Why do we do that? Well, it's real simple. Uh, They're uncomfortable, right? And as business owners, we like to stick with what we're good at, right? That's why we go into business. We say, hey, let's go and do the thing, right? So if you're a coach or a consultant, that's the thing you want to do. And then there's these other things that we talk about that are on the business, and some of them we're really, really good at, and some of them are not our strengths. And typically, we avoid those things. And I've realized in, in my teachings of the six buckets of business that these are simple, identifiable buckets that every business consists of. It goes from marketing to sales, operations, the thing you do, HR, and finance. When I have surveyed people, dozens and, and hundreds of people at this point, it's very clear and obvious which buckets they are most comfortable in. And it's because that's where they make their money. And then there's these things that they're not strong at. It's not a strength. And so now what it comes down to, is it a skill gap or a will gap? And that's where we need to start. Skill gap or will gap. So there's something that we do to get paid and then all the other buckets that must get done. And the thing that we're avoiding is either a skill gap or a will gap. So what do you mean by that? So the, the things that you're avoid doing are because either you don't, you, you don't have the confidence, you don't have the skill, or you don't have the desire, you don't have the will. And the challenge is... We put them in this, I don't want to do it bucket of things, and then we just avoid it. So what's important is we look at our entire battlefield. We look at the six buckets and we say to ourselves, self, where do I want to be? And I use methodologies like start, stop, continue. And it's real simple. Stop is is the simplest methodology. You say to yourself, what do I want to stop doing? What does this ideal world look like? What keeps me up at night that I wish would just go away some point? And that's your stop bucket. So you say, okay, I'm going to stop those things. Well, if I'm going to stop those things, what do I need to start doing? You might have to hire somebody else to do those things, right? And then we look at, okay, what do I need to continue doing that I'm already doing that's successful? So we combine the six buckets of business with start, stop, continue methodology to change. Once we've established that, we say, okay, now that I want to start doing some of these things, what do I need to do? Because if it's in the stop bucket, chances are you don't have the will to do it. If, if you don't like KPIs, you don't like numbers, you don't like profit and loss statements, I I can't convince you to love it. So you need to hire an accountant and then hire someone that has some level of financial literacy that can say, hey, when you do this, you make money. When you do that, you lose money. Are we good here? We'll see you next month. And that's it, right? You need to know your numbers, but that doesn't mean you have to compile your numbers. Know your numbers is different than knowing and understanding. You can sub that out. Someone else can understand it and tell you what behaviors are you know, working or not. And I use the numbers one because I love numbers, but I have found a lot of entrepreneurs avoid their numbers. Why? Because it's the last step in the process. If you do marketing and sales, the phone rings, you do the thing, you're good. You're like, ah, oh, I'm not going to think about the numbers. I have money in my account. No, you have to come up with processes that are systematic, thorough, and repeatable so that you run your entire business. When I talk about the six buckets, one of them is the thing you do. The other five are working on your business. Because we talk about that, right? Well, are you working in your business today or on your business? And it's like, well, that's a big, scary place, the on your business place. And working on your business leads to getting everything done. So when you're avoiding something in the business, you mentioned skill and will. Uh, Do we always know if it's a skill or a will gap? How do we determine if it's a skill or a will gap? Yes, that's that deep, dark place inside of you that is avoiding certain things, right? And, and, And so what I would say to you is do the thing right? You run the experiment and see what happens. Here's another one, marketing. A lot of people say, oh, I need to put myself out on social media more. Okay, well, why haven't you? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable doing it. Sounds good. You will never be comfortable doing it if you don't do it. 
or when you don't do it, right? When, not if, right? Very specific language. And then we see certain people, we've, we've seen these people in the Idea Collective or just out in real life. It's like, well, start with something simple. You know, like Jordan Peterson says, hey, if you want to rearrange your life, start with your sock drawer. So, hey, post something every day. If you look at my Facebook, I post something motivational every day because that reminds me top of mind. Hey, put it out there. And then maybe later in the day, I post something a little bit more personal. And then maybe later in the week, I, I, I post something really personable or, or really dark, but in deep. But it's because I started with something simple. And, and even with me, I, I love keynote speaking. I love public speaking. I didn't go up and do a keynote speech the first time. I raised my hand in a room full of 100 people when they said, hey, who has a question? And I was one of the 10 people that raised their hand. So if you say, hey, public speaking is a uh, challenge for me, or right, I, I, have, I, I want to do it, but I don't have the skill. Okay, well, go have a conversation with someone you've never met before. Hear your voice in a microphone. You, you know this, Pat, presented on stage. When you get a little feedback and you hear yourself talk, you, you, your brain kind of stops for a second there. And that's a <laughs> yeah, good feeling because yeah. it's, it's, it's different. Now, the flip side is if you just have no will or no desire to do it, then don't do it. So for example, marketing, it's not very interesting to me. I've done it. It doesn't excite me. It exhausts me. It, I'm, I'm picking apart every individual word when I write copy. So that was pretty simple. Hire a marketing company, give them the vision, say what you do and don't like, but then don't do the marketing, have someone else do it for you. You are still in control of the vision, right? You can tell people what to do, but you don't have to figure out how to do it. We get stuck in the how. As entrepreneurs, we know the what. Oh, this is what needs to happen. We need to do this. We need to do this. We need to do this. And then there's the, well, who's going to do it? And you look to your left and your right and you realize, oh, man, I'm in an office by myself. I guess it's on me. And then we go do the things that we're comfortable doing. I, I, I'm not one of these motivational speakers that says, dig into all the things that are your weaknesses. I don't use the word weaknesses. We have strengths and things that aren't strengths. I say lean into your strengths and then surround yourself with people that have different strengths. L life is not an individual effort. It, 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 it takes a community to, to make your business grow. We're talking with Andy Wines, who's an operations and systems expert, about that piece of the business that you consistently avoid. And he started talking about skill and will. And there's an argument to be made of not improving your skill. There's an argument to be made of just outsourcing everything. Where do you come down on outsourcing and staying in the one thing that you do as a business owner? Yeah, I, I, I avoid outsourcing everything. Because you got to be involved to a certain level. There, there are certain businesses that can absolutely outsource everything because they generate enough revenue doing the thing. If you are the top 1% of person that does the thing, you can hire a really, really, really talented team of people so that, you know, you take some of the top comedians where they get on stage, they tell jokes. That's what they do. Artists, they get up and they, and they paint pictures, uh, you know, musicians, they get up and play an instrument. Awesome. It is cost prohibitive to hire a team that is as good as what you could be. So, for example, sales. Sales is the one argument. If you can't sell yourself and your product and, and the way it changes people's lives, that is very difficult to sub out. Because you are, you, you have a very unique position within your business. You can speak about the journey. You can speak about why it's important to other people. You can speak from the heart that nobody else can, if you're, especially if they're the founder of your business. So that's what, so, so sales, I would argue, is one that if you sub out, you got to find someone that is, is almost quasi unaffordable, I would say. You know, that's the challenge. It is, it's a cash <laughs> issue. Like, could I build a dream team? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. If I, if I build this team out, I'm a half, you know, that's, 
five hundred thousand dollar year salaries. I'm a half, you know, I'm a half a million dollars in this endeavor, so I can do the thing I do all day. Well, that's that's pretty expensive. So maybe outsourcing a bucket or two of the business. Hundred percent. Like like finance is the simplest one to outsource because they don't have to. The, the person that does your finance, they don't have to know anything about your business. They have to know the numbers. Actually, the less they know about your business, probably the better. And it's at the end of the process. And most entrepreneurs, I, I've, I've done the survey. Most entrepreneurs, uh, finance is in the top or is in the bottom two of the six buckets consistently. Very few entrepreneurs want to know their numbers. So we only have a moment left. Let's get right down to it. If someone's listening and there's a part of their business they're avoiding, give them the step-by-step action plan of what they need to do today. Focus on what you're avoiding. Put it in your stop bucket. And if you're going to stop doing this thing that you're avoiding, because you're already not doing it, what do you need to start doing or continue doing so you still have the result that it gets done? That was easy. (laughs) That's something we could all do. So that thing that's lingering on your to-do list, the thing you don't feel like doing, that's how we can make it better literally today. Andy Wine, speaker, author, systems, operations, all-around good guy. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thanks, Pat. Love checking in with AFW. Thank you, brother. Let's do our show. You should know it's powered by Podcast Town. Podcast Town helps busy small business owners grow their business through podcasting. They help you launch, grow, and maximize your podcast. Learn more at podcasttown.net. On the Inside Connect and Simplify podcast, they talk about bringing technology and integration into your business administration processes. Their goal are your goals. Eliminate errors, reduce workloads, streamline workflows between payroll, HR, retirement, and benefits, which allows you to work on building your business. Find the Inside Connect and Simplify podcast and other recommended podcasts on our website, patmillershow.com. I feel like a celebration. Nine years in business. How did she do it? We'll talk with Megan Schwan next. America's small business conversation continues next on the Pat Miller Show. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a custom customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. Now, America's Small Business Conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's Small Business Conversation, where we are solving problems for small business owners. And one problem that almost everybody has is that we don't take enough time to celebrate our wins. And we are going to do that right here, right now. Joining us with a big old celebration is founder and CEO for Sidekick Accounting, Megan Schwan. Megan, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here with you, Pat. 
um, this is amazing. And I'm so excited to celebrate. Well, we've got big celebrations to do. What are we celebrating? Tell us about it. Yeah, so it's a little bit broad, but you know, I think as a business owner, we don't take enough time to celebrate. Like you were just saying, we really don't. It's always go, 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 go. So for me, um, this is my ninth year in business and I've gone through some pretty rough family life things. Um, I had two babies back to back, um, got divorced, moved to a different city, and then moved again with my four kids across the country, all in the midst of growing year over year um, to a place where I now have seven other team members and we service hundreds of clients every year. And it is amazing. That's incredible to go from where you were to where you are now with all of those team members and people all around the country that you're servicing. Uh, I think the first question for the celebration is, which one are you more proud of? Overcoming all of the family and personal drama or making the business a success or doing them both at the same time? You know, that's a great question. It feels really good to come from a place of like surviving to really thriving. And then now being able to just launch both my business and my family Mm -hmm. into like the next level of life. And that's really how I feel right now. That's got to feel so satisfying when you sit back and look at all of that, uh, all of those accomplishments. What satisfaction do you take out of it as the person that made it all happen? I think for me, the greatest satisfaction is just my own personal growth. Like I've had to grow so much as a individual and as a leader, when you as an individual can really start to have a self-awareness and develop a higher emotional intelligence and be a leader, um, you have a greater impact. Let's drill into the business for a second. Nine years later, you may be talking to someone who isn't nine years into the business. What are some of the big things in the business that you had to overcome to get to where you are now? Well, like many business owners, um, I started doing accounting and some people might find this amusing, but I started doing accounting because that's what I knew how to do. Um, And most people do, they know how to do whatever they're doing, but growing a business is like a whole other animal. And I think that was really the challenge is like figuring out how to grow a business, not just do accounting. That was definitely one of those big challenges for me. (laughs) So how did you unlock the difference? You knew how to be a good accountant, but you didn't know how to grow a business. What were some of the things you had to learn to start building the business to the size it is now? One big thing was definitely time management. It's still kind of a work in progress because <laughs> you wear all the hats at first, you know, and so it's like balancing that. But even after you start delegating, giving people hats, then you have to still time manage your time on, you know, managing those people that are doing those things. <laughs> Another one is figuring out how to manage people. So how do you hire and how do you manage those people? Also the balance of risk versus what you have now. And what I mean by that is like, okay, when I was working part-time and I was deciding if I was going to go full-time, like I wasn't making enough money. Like I wasn't making the same amount of money as working that job, but I also couldn't do both things at the same time. We're talking with Megan Schwann, the founder and CEO of Sidekick Accounting. She's celebrating nine years in business And I think when some people hear a celebration like this, they think, well, she just must be super smart and really lucky and good at what she does because I'm not ready to celebrate a milestone like that. 
Let us see if there's a little bit more behind the curtain here, Megan. Was there ever a moment where you thought, well, I'm done. I'm going to quit. I can't go on because that comes up for some people sometimes. Did that ever jump up and bite you? Uh, Yes. Yeah, it definitely has many times, actually. It happened uh, probably a couple of years into business as I started adding team members and it was like I could just go back to work. It happened about four years ago when I was separating from my ex and had four kids to take care of. And it was like, oh, it'd be so much easier, you know, in theory to go back to work for somebody. So yes, multiple times (laughs) along the way that thought has come up. (laughs) I think the last question I want to ask is where you sit right now with eyes to grow and serve people all across the country, a team of eight people, hundreds of clients. How do you feel about the future? And how do you feel about where you're headed as an entrepreneur that has essentially won? How does that feel? It feels pretty amazing. A few years ago was really kind of where I had I had that opportunity to like go back to work or really just hit the ground running. And I was still kind of in survival mode from all the things happening personally. But this year, it's really like, we're going to hit the ground running. We're going to grow to as big as we can get it. But we're going to do it intentionally with a lot of pieces and planning in place so we don't lose our quality and we really deliver and really just honing in into what our company values and pillars are and mission are so that we can keep growing and impacting. And it's it's scary. I'm not going to lie. It's super scary because the bigger you get, you know, that the bigger issues or problems you might have in, in perception, perceptual problems you might have. Uh, but it's also really, really exciting because when you grow a successful, sustainable business, it has this ripple effect that goes past just your clients. It goes into their families and into the futures and then into communities. And we all know the landscape of, you know, the world has been crazy the last few years, but we have an opportunity to change where we're at. And if you're successful and you're able to impact that circle, it just kind of ripples out from there. And that's, That I think is a super exciting part about being able to grow. We help business owners grow their businesses successfully. So it just becomes this big ripple effect across the nation, hopefully, (laughs) is the goal. We do small business celebrations so you can hear other people win. But we also do small business celebrations so you can hear what it takes to win. Overcoming personal challenges, taking on business challenges, and coming out on the other side as a successful small business owner. Congratulations to Megan Schwan, founder and CEO of Sidekick Accounting. Megan, thanks for coming on The Pat Miller Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Nine years in business, absolutely incredible. You see, you can win the small business game, and it gets easier when you walk with other small business owners inside the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. It's the online international platform that I built, and we're bringing people together from all around the world. If you want your small business to win, you owe it to yourself to visit patmillershow.com and learn more. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. We'll see you right here next week. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit.
Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.